All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of the Championship Rounds podcast. Today is just going to be Nick and I because all the others are gone missing. I don't know where they're at, but we don't know what happened. Man. We'll see. But in this episode, we're going to be talking about what we saw at UFC Fight Night: Whitaker versus Till. We're going to preview the next card, which is Derek Brunson versus uh, Shabazin, and we'll talk about the news around the world of MMA and fighting. So, you ready, Nick? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. So going through the prelims of UFC Fight Night Whitaker versus Till, we had Nathaniel Wood beating John Costanza, Costanza, Castaneda by unanimous decision, Ramazan Inov defeating Nicolas Stoltzel by unanimous decision, Beth Coelho losing to Penny Kianzad via, uh, via unanimous decision, Tanner Bozer absolutely demolished Rafael Pessoa by TKO. Mozvar Ivolev versus Mike Grundy ended in a unanimous decision to Ivolev. Tom Aspinall knocked out Jake's, Jake Collier. Nicholas Dalby loses to Jesse Ronson by submission. And Fran, uh, Francisco Trinaldo defeats Jai Herbert by TKO. So what do you got for these, Nick? Um, I remember the Wood-Casaneda uh, fight. Um, I just remember Wood just... I remember it being very quick, and I, don't, I mean, to be honest with you, I watched a good amount of the prelims, but not in detail like I did the main card. I'm just being honest on that one. But uh, I remember Wood doing well. Um, MF, I think, was that the fight that only had, like, no. There was one fight that only had, like, 35 strikes between the two fighters. It wasn't this one, but... Um, MF scored four takedowns on 12 attempts. So, I mean, he, had, he, he was clearly trying to get to the ground. Um, Betch Cohea losing. Not really surprised. I picked uh, Kinzad uh, to win that fight, but by his decision, I didn't expect anyone to get finished. Um, Bozer, uh, I think that was a, was a good I, knockout. I, I remember yeah, it was a good knockout. knockout. I wasn't necessarily surprised because I picked them to win, but when I saw them in the ring, though, it looked like it was a light heavyweight versus a fucking oh, well, there it is. French um, versus <laughs> a heavyweight. I mean, uh, post Pesta, whatever, however you say his name. I'm not uh, Pessoa. Pessoa, whatever his name is, but uh, he just looked about fifty pounds heavier than Bowser. It was like he he just looked so slow too, and it was like. His ten and one record at the time was very deceiving. I don't know who he beat, trash cans or pieces of hand. Yeah, so I just I just watched the highlight, right? This is the one where where Bozer hits him like very like like on the eye and then like yeah, so is going like that and he just falls down. Yeah. That I got I got this one confused with I think Aspinall. I think Aspinall's was a good one. Yeah. Aspinall's was a good one. Yeah, I remember we were because we were watching it together and we were like, what did he get poked in the eye or something? Because yeah. it looked like he did, but I think he just got hit and he just grabbed his face. I don't know. But Evolev, I'm pretty sure this was the one that didn't have. No, this maybe I'm wrong. It was kind of weird because Evolev is the guy you would have thought that would have taken it to the ground, but he had zero takedown attempts, and um, Grundy took him down six times. So you know UFC judges. If you take someone down six times, it doesn't matter if you got dominated, you're going to win the fight, but not in this case because he only lands 25 strikes. Um, so that's kind of surprising. A Russian 
winning the striking exchange is usually it's the ground. Um, Aspinall, this was one I got wrong. Um, I thought Collier would take it, but to be really honest, it, yeah, it was heavyweight. So, I mean, just look at the strikes. 10 for 10, Aspinall was. He just, I believe, what did he land on Collier? I think this 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 was also a one that had a delayed reaction to it. Yeah, I think it he was. landed like a straight. I'm gonna I'm watching it right now. Hopefully, this shows it. There's so many fights. I I forget how. Yeah. I remember getting knocked out. Oh no! So this one this one was just a flat out like straight punch, and then Collier went down, and like it was just a quick knockout. Oh, now I remember. Yeah. So yeah, this one. I, which one am I thinking? If <laughs> I can't think of it. Oh, it was Trinaldo's. It was definitely Trinaldo's. I remember Trinaldo like, on Jai Herbert. Jai Herbert, like, this This is the one that stirred all the controversy about Herb D. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's talk about that. So who was talking? It was Dan Henry talking about Herb D. Yeah, and Dan, Hardy. Dan like, Hardy. Yeah, it's yeah. like, well, if you look at you look at the fight, right? Jai Herbert gets punched straight, and he has a delayed reaction. He falls back. And Trinaldo stands up, looks at him for about two seconds, and then he starts he punching, like him. punching him. I think he was, like, grabbing his jaw, it looked like, for a second, like he broke his jaw. Yeah. And then Trinaldo just got on top of him and started – but, like, Herb didn't stop it before he jumped on him. So I think Trinaldo didn't know what to do. He's like, I think he's out, but, like, I, I don't want to, like, mistake hurt him. Yeah, you don't want to hurt him. Yeah, you don't want to hurt him, but at the same time, you want to make sure you finish the fight because if you don't, it could come back to bite you if you end up losing. So it's kind of like you have to pick what to do there. I don't know. Yeah, but, I mean, Trinaldo winning. I mean, if you're Jai Herbert, you already started late into your career. He's like 30-something years old, I think. He lost to a 40-year-old Francisco Trinaldo. <laughs> not a good look. It's not even he lost to a 40 He got knocked out by a 40-year-old. Bad, too. <laughs> oh, yeah, another fight on the on the prelims. Dolby versus Ronson. Everybody, so I remember I got this one. This one was one of my favorite ones because on ESPN Pick'em, everybody chose Nicholas Dalby to win, and only seven percent chose Ronson to win. And I was part of that seven percent, and I got it right. So that's the I only mean, reason I did why. not pick Ronson in that fight. But yeah, I mean, I don't. I do remember that fight a little bit. I mean, it was pretty quick, but a lot nice of the submission. Yeah, it was yeah. a weird submission because like we didn't know if it was in was it in or not. It was like, yeah, but he tapped and I was like, eh. <laughs> I just remember I think I it didn't even look like it was under the chin because it was a rare naked choke. It didn't look like it was under the chin, but I guess it was enough yeah, for. Him. Sometimes you never know, right? Yeah, they might just want to get out of there quick, so they just. Yeah. <laughs> all right, is that is that all we got on the uh, prelims here? Yeah, that's all I got. All right, so first fight of the main card. This one was the one that I was really looking forward to. Yeah, Kaz, Kazmat Shemaev defeating Reese McKee by TKO in the first round after fighting another guy a week before, yeah, submitting right. him in the first round. This guy, he, he's crazy. Um, that That's insane to be able to submit someone and then a week later knock someone out in the first round. Now – McKee's record was 10-2-1. We can argue whether he's a good opponent or not. I've never really heard of him. So it's kind of not something for me to judge on. But even if you're going against anyone with any kind of, like, high level of martial arts and you knock him out in the first round, it's impressive. And everyone's comparing him to Khabib. I don't necessarily see it. I think their styles are different. 
But I feel like I feel like he will be good for the welterweight division though. Yeah, so if he stays at welterweight, we don't know if he can move up or not. Or yeah, he says he wants to get two belts. Um, he even I think he said. Yeah, I think he said he wants to move up to 185 too. And then Robert Whitaker's like, nah, nah. <laughs> yeah, I forget what he's saying, but it was like, nah. If I'm if I'm Chimaev, I try to go for that 170, keep going there, and then see see where he gets because I don't know. I mean, it's still very early on. I mean, he broke a UFC record in his two first two fights, so yeah. But he has a yeah, a pretty good one too, matter of fact. Yeah, but like I want to see him versus some top guys at some point. Obviously, not his next fighter. I think he's only eight now. He needs to build. I think he needs to build his brand before he gets some decent fighters. Yeah, maybe get him to like twelve and zero or something. Give him some like good fighters, but not great. Then you build him up and get him like the fifteenth ranked guy or something, so he can jump in the rankings and just kind of build him up in there. Because sometimes you can be ranked fifteenth, but you can only be two or three fights away from a title fight as long as you beat the right people. Yeah, I feel like UFC sometimes it, it kind of pushes fires too fast. Yeah. So you, I think you should really take your time with this one. Yeah. Like you don't want to be Sage Northcutt. Yeah. Oh, poor Sage. Or Cody Garbrandt. I mean, Cody won oh, the Oh, no, you can't. Cody Garbrandt's all right. He, like he wasn't overhyped. He, he did win the belt, so. Yeah. But it was kind Sage of. Norcutt. Sage Northcutt. Sage Northcutt was a definition of. Pushing a fighter too far. Yeah, there's been a there's been a few of them. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, Johnny Walker. Yeah, Johnny Walker for sure. Well, he's gonna be fighting soon. I saw. That's gonna be funny. I'm trying to think who else. There's definitely been other ones. Um, I just remember. You could even say, uh, no, I wouldn't say Patreons Ant. <laughs> might not be that. Nah, good. they didn't. They didn't even have to try and push her. I think everybody was liking her. So. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah, but Sage Northcutt's one that he just Sage Northcutt went over to Bellator, I think, or one. Yeah, I think it was one, and he got knocked out by a forty-year-old, but like got absolutely walloped too. Um, so like that's not something you want to see. Um, I remember Dana was like pushing for that kid, like he was in the next. Yeah, because he came out of the uh, Dana White looking for a fight. They're like, yeah. "Oh, we got this kid. Let's go." Him and Mickey Gall, honestly, they both. And they fought each other. Yeah. <laughs> Two bumps. They're not bumps, <laughs> but I mean, they're not that good. <laughs> All right. Up next, we had Alex Oliveira defeating Peter Sabota by unanimous decision. Um, There's really nothing really to talk about this fight. This yeah, one was... I think, honestly, I think it was a boring fight for what I remember. That's all. I mean, there's yeah. not. There's... One knockdown, and I went to Oliveira. Yeah, ninety six total strikes for Oliveira, sixty eight for Sapota. Yeah, and there wasn't and, even a takedown, so it must have just been staring at each other. Yeah, so it was just a simple fight, easy win for, or not even, I won't even say easy, but like easy decision win. Just yeah, he just did everything well, I guess, but I don't remember it that much because up next, oop, I just lost it. We had Paul Craig defeating, uh, who was it? And to go off. Yeah. Okay. Was, him by submission in the first round. I remember this. Yeah, it was the triangle choke. This one was yeah. weird. But he didn't really have it locked in. Usually what they try to do is they try to get the leg behind the neck and then they pull on the head more to put more pressure on. He didn't even really have it behind the neck and he didn't even pull on the head. So, and then um, to be honest, in the weird position they were in, I didn't even see who tapped. 
um, Agalov had his hand like up here and he went like this. And, but I didn't think the triangle choke was really locked in that much, but apparently it was locked in enough to, to cut off like Agalov uh, circulation to some extent because he tapped. I mean, I was, I was, I was, I was confused too because nobody celebrated. Yeah, it was like, weird. Paul, like Craig just went like, yeah, they both walked to the to the corners and we were like, is that the end of the round or something? But they were like, no, they're not sitting down. So it must – and then I was like, oh, crap. And then they showed the replay because he tapped like this, like so nonchalantly. It was like I didn't even see it when it happened because the triangle choke wasn't even locked in to like the best of it that it could have been. So I was very confused. Yep, and – Next, Carla Esparza defeated Mariana Rodriguez by split decision. I mean, uh, this for I thought this was going to be more of a boring fight, but it was actually kind of decent. Like they actually tried doing something, but yeah, Esparza had a big yeah. It's just Esparza just absolutely dominated. Really, five takedowns out of nine uh, attempts, landing 118 out of 152 strikes. I just felt like did a very good job. Yeah, and it had almost nine minutes of control. So. Yeah, it's just like a much better performance than the last time we saw her. Cause I thought she was going to get cake washed. Yeah, honestly, I picked Rodriguez in this fight. I was just because with the twelve zero and two record, I was hoping maybe she'd win, kind of move up in the rankings. As far as it's just kind of been there in the same spot for like the past twenty five thousand years, so it's kind of like I wanted something new. I will say about Rodriguez's record: having fourteen. MMA fights before this fight and having two draws is something you don't. And that's see. impressive. That is impressive. That's something you see in boxing. Not even that that little fights, but like in, in MMA, you usually don't see two draws on a record, especially with that little amount of fights. It's very rare. I don't know if that's a good thing or not. Yeah, I don't know. I'll, we'll figure that out sooner or later, I guess. But all right, the the big one was next. So Alexander Gustafson moves up to heavyweight. Just to lose to Fabricio Verdum by submission, an arm bar. It was, I mean, we have a friend and he's a big Gustafson fan because he's Swedish. And I was telling him, if it stays standing up, I like Gustafson's chances. But if it goes to the ground, he's screwed because it's not even a stereotype. If you're Brazilian, you're extremely good on the ground. It's just what you're, you're brought up to do. And Verdum is just extremely good on the ground. Once he got Gustafson on the ground, Gustafson had about a 1% chance of winning that fight. Once he got – Gustafson had his hands together preventing the arm bar. But after a while, when Verdum's just pulling on your arms, you're going to get tired and eventually just let go. Right when he let go, he tapped because he knew my arm's going to be ripped in half if I don't tap right now. So, I mean, very disappointing for Gustafson. Verdum's not even going to be in the UFC because he said he's going to a different promotion. You lost to an 88-year-old guy that's not even in the UFC anymore. How do you feel now, Gustav? Well, on on social media, he didn't really show that it bothered him too much. He was just more excited that his teammate won. Yeah. I mean, so. I heard that he's just going to try to, like, wash that out and then fight someone else, like, and just try soon. to win. and just try to get. I was, we were thinking, like, oh, he should probably retire if he loses to Verdum, especially in the first round. Apparently, he's just going to pretend like nothing happened, which is not what I would do, but. Poor Gustafson. He's had a rough year. Or yeah, he's a couple had a, rough years. He had a few rough times. <laughs> Demolished by John Jones, the second fight. Loses to an 80-year-old. 
right, next we had probably the most entertaining fight of the night. We had Shogun Hua going up against Rodrigo Nogueira, and Hua won by split decision. Oh, my God. The battle of the freaking dinosaurs. This is great. <laughs> the pterodactyl versus the freaking triceratops or whatever. But this was like a very – I heard people say, like, I watched Chael Sonnen, and he's like, Nogueira won this fight. Honestly, I don't sure. even care. Do they, honestly, yeah, honestly, who knows? <laughs> I didn't care who they picked to win the fight because honestly, they were both like extremely tired and um, they were throwing though. I will give them credit. Yeah. They were throwing punches. I was surprised by that. I was like, all right. We were thinking that should have been a double retirement fight. Like winner retires, but loser retires. Loser well. retires. But Nogueira just retired. So yeah. I mean, we expected someone to retire. Um, Shogun, what is he, 38 years old? Don't really see too many big fights in his future because um, if he fights any of the top guys, he's going to get whooped. That's just a fact at this point. At light heavyweight, what are you going to have him fight John Jones again? If John no. Jones ever comes back, who knows? But what are you going to have him fight Dom Reyes? He'll just get destroyed. So it's kind of like it honestly would have been smart for him to just retire on a win, especially beating Nogueira for the third time, for Christ's sakes. You know what's the weird thing about that? Uh, all three times they fought each other was like seven years apart. It went like 05, 2012, and like 2020. How do you fight someone three times in a 21 year span? It's like a 20 year span. So stupid like that. It's so stupid. But I mean, I don't know. It's not really a fight that I was really looking forward to, but I think it actually did better than I expected. Yeah, I know. They were really throwing at each other. I was like, all right. I think they, they knew, like, we gotta just. Get they were gas. They were so. They like they were gassed after one round. I was like, oh man. Yeah, it's just kind of like that's kind of what you expected, but the fact that it went the distance, I actually expected. Uh, I picked Shogun by second round knockout. I thought he was just gonna catch him, but I mean, it was a close fight. I guess I don't know. It's kind of hard to call. And it, it helped us be more hyped for the main event, which was Robert Whitaker versus Darren Till. And Bobby Knuckles took the win by unanimous decision. I mean, I think it was a big win for Whitaker. Yeah. I don't know what it does for him. I don't know what it does to Till for losing, too, but I'm not sure. Yeah. Honestly, I don't think it does too much bad things for Till. I mean, he beat Gastelum, um, who it seems like every top Everybody's guy. beating Gastelum in the middleweight yeah. division. But it's kind of like he fought a very close fight for to Whitaker. I don't necessarily see where people are coming from. Till won the fight. I don't. I don't see. I don't know how they can say Till won the fight. Just look at the strikes landed. A hundred to fifty. He. He. I mean, he threw eighty more, but still. I mean, Whitaker clearly was the better guy. Um, he used a lot of leg kicks. I, um, or just kicks in general. I mean, he landed thirty kicks. So. Um, the takedowns, I think the end of the third round, it could, it was probably 1-1 going to the third. I think the end of that third round, Whitaker gaining, getting that takedown kind of just sealed it. Two for 13, but I just think that just sealed it. When, once the judges saw that, they're like, oh, Whitaker won this round. I think it was 1-1 to that point. I mean, not 1-1, um, 2-2 to that point. Uh, I was thinking three-round fight for some weird reason. I remember watching the fight and thinking it was 3-1, but, I mean, I could see why they thought it was 2-2. Two, two. 
I will say, though, Till before the fight was like, oh, Whitaker, I'm standing up. He's not on my level. To be honest with you, that fight showed otherwise. Yeah, Till, they, they both looked scared to really mm-hmm. lunge in to do something because they know that they can easily get caught by whatever these two guys got. So Exactly. They even said, Whitaker said after, it was such a frustrating fight, like um, stressful, because it, they're so high-level striking, both of them, that – they kind of canceled each other out, to be honest. But uh, yeah, that's that's the main event there. What do we see? What do we see from both these guys? Hill. Let me see. I, I kind of want to look at the UFC rankings right now, just to kind of um, decide what he's going to do. To be honest with the Whitaker. Um, Wait, everyone's saying that he should get a title fight now. I mean, to be honest with you. If he if he isn't the next guy, who is? That's really the question. Like if, if you just look at the rankings, you got Whitaker, but you have Adesanya and Costa hopefully fighting. Hopefully nobody pulls out or something. And then you got um, Jared uh, Canier. I, forget, I always mispronounce his name. Um, I mean, I guess you got um, Yoel Romero, who is not does not. Yeah, he's not going to win a title anytime soon. Darren Till just lost to Whitaker, so there's no argument there. You got uh, Jack Hermanson, who's a guy that a lot of people think maybe Whitaker fights next. The winner of that gets a title fight. I've heard that as well. But, I mean, Jack is ranked sixth. So it's kind of like – and then even in this fight coming up, you got uh, Edmund versus Brunson. I think if Edmund wins that fight, he goes into like seventh. Maybe he gets in there. To be fair, I think Whitaker is in the best position to get a title fight next. Do you see so if Shabazian wins? Do we see uh, Till fighting him next? Yeah, maybe you see that, and then you see Jack fighting uh, Whitaker. Maybe winner gets the title fight, or you just give Whitaker the title fight. Unless, unless under, I think if Izzy wins, you give Whitaker the title fight. If Costa wins, I think Izzy probably wants a rematch. Well, I think yeah, I, I can definitely see that. But I think if Izzy wins, I, I would say probably give Whitaker the. T- the fight. Is it, I mean, he was well, already how about we call up Michael Bisping and he can fight again? Oh, Jesus. How about Luke Rockhold? Marvin Vittori, bring him up to fight Izzy again. <laughs> yeah, is, I think that's all we got for this card, right? Yeah, I mean, that's kind of it. All right, moving on to the next card. We have UFC Fight Night, Brunson versus Shabazian. So as of right now, on Tuesday the 28th at 1.21 p.m., I do not believe this is a full card, but this is what this is the card that ESPN's given us. Yeah, if it is this a full, is all on ESPN Plus. So, so I'm not sure what I don't know if this is the full card or not. If they're going to add something or not, but we'll see here. But this is what we got for it right now. So, starting off, we have Chris Gutierrez going up against Coney Durden, and Gutierrez is a minus three thirty three to win this fight. What do you got, Nick? See, this is always tough, these prelim fights, where it's kind of like you either pick the new guy or you pick a guy that's kind of been around. And I've actually had some bad luck picking the old guy. So I'm actually going to go uh, third in by decision. I think uh, he gets it done and he beats uh, Gutierrez by decision. Yeah, I'm just going to give this to Gutierrez. Gutierrez after did come in on the you uh, um on the Ultimate Fighter. He lost on the finale, and then he went on. And then he's now on a three fight winning streak. So I'm just gonna say he's gonna keep it going. Yeah, I'll probably get that one wrong, but it's 
I'm gonna have to get a take a shot in the dark. Right, I'll just say I'll say Gutierrez versus or Gutierrez defeating him by second round knockout TKO or whatever. All right, up next in the featherweight division, we have Jamal Emers going up against Timur Valiev. And Valiev is a minus 175 to win this fight. So Ooh. I'm not mistaken, Jamal Emers fought recently, right? I believe so. Yeah, he, I remember... he fought at 248 and he lost yeah. to uh, Chick uh I can't say that. Oh, I remember Jamal. I was actually watching old Dana White looking for a fight last night. He fought some guy on one of those cards and lost, but Dana was actually very impressed by him and said if he keeps fighting, uh, he'd get on the in the UFC. So Really? Yeah, I remember some of these guys you go back and watch, like uh, uh, Kelleher, he was on there. It's just kind of like weird seeing these guys that like you forget that are on Dana White looking for a fight, then you go watch them. Even Ricardo Ramos, he lost his fight on there. And then he made it further than the guy who won the fight. So it's kind of like you never know. Yeah. In this fight, though, I don't even know. Is this Valiev's first fight in the UFC? Uh, yes, it is. He is currently – he's 17 – or he's 16-2-0. He's fought in the PFL. So he has experience – and uh, that yeah, he fought the, like the World Series of Fighting and in uh, in PFL. I think he lost. He lost to Chris Gutierrez, who already who's going to be fighting before this. Yeah, he lost to him. And he won to him. They fought twice, so there there's history there. I don't know. That, that's just third time crazy. That's just crazy to think about. Yeah. But yeah. He his last fight was December thirteenth, twenty nineteen. So I'm not sure. I'm just gonna I'm gonna put my prediction, and I'm gonna say uh, Valiev by. I'll say that by decision. Yeah, um, I'm also going Valiev. It's kind of tough because I don't really want to pick back-to-back decisions to start off the card, but I'm just gonna play it safe and pick decision. Uh, it's kind of just if I get him winning correctly, like if he wins, I'm fine with that. Whether it's by decision or not, that's whatever. But. As long as he wins, I'll be happy with that. But it's just tough. I don't know. Emmers, I mean, I remember watching that fight on Dana White looking for a fight. He took a fight, and he, like, moved up in weight. And he, like, he didn't really look too good, but Dana liked that he was tough. So that's why he's in the UFC, because he's tough. So, I don't know. All right. Up next in the middleweight division, we have Eric Spicely going up against Marcus Perez. And Marcus Perez is a minus 189 to win. This one Eric, on paper actually looks pretty good. Eric, yeah, this one tough. Eric Spicely was on Ultimate Fighter. I remember him. This is a tough fight. They're the same exact height and reach, so it's not like anyone's got an advantage there. Uh, it looks like Perez. Yeah, Perez has been going. So in the UFC, Perez has gone loss, win, loss, win, loss. So I think he's up for a win now. He keeps yeah. the pattern going. I'm actually going to go Perez. This is tough. He's never been finished. But Spicely has been finished five times. So it's kind of like I'm low-key leaning Perez by submission, I guess. I think they're both very good on the ground. So Yeah, this one one would definitely go to the ground, it looks like. Yeah, I'm going um, Perez by submission. I don't know. I'll probably go second round. 
gonna go third round arm bar, arm bar submission for Marcus Perez. Yeah, I'm not gonna pick what he's gonna win by. It might be a half-ass triangle choke. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we um, never know. All right, up next we have Ray Borg going up against going Ray up against Matt Ray Borg. Very uh, going up against Nate Menace in the bantamweight division, and there is no line for it. Oh no, this is gonna kill me. So um, this is this is Nate Mance's first fight in the UFC. Yep, he's uh, I think he's won four of his last uh five fights, two of his last. So he he, he was knocked out two fights ago. But in his last three fights, he has two knockout wins himself. Um, this is tough because Ray Borg's been around forever. And it's like, you would think he's going to get this win. Which you never know. But you never know. Look at the, the numbers, though. Ray Borg is 5'4". This kid is 5'10". And the reach, there's a nine-inch like difference. Or, like, this is ridiculous. So, yeah, Ray Borg's definitely going to be taking it to the ground. Yeah. It's just kind of weird. Do I pick the UFC veteran? Or do I just I feel like go? I'm going to, so I'm going to show, I'm going to choose Nate Manez. I have no idea how he fights. Like ESPN's not giving me anything right here. So I'm just going to take a shot in the dark. I'm going to say second round TKO. By yeah, I'm, Nate Manis. I'm going Manis as well. Just looking at that reach. I thought Ray Borg was older than 26. When did Ray Borg get 26 years old? How's he the younger guy in this? I feel like Ray Borg's been around since 2005. I've, been, I've only been watching the UFC since like 2012, but um, honestly, I'll just go Manus by first round KO. Oh, he's going to come in with a statement. Yeah, I think he's going to use that reach. I don't know how he fights, but if he's smart, he uses that reach. Yeah, he's going to definitely work on his takedown defense. He needs to, because that's yeah. what Ray Borg's going to do. And he just knocks him out. Maybe throw a little knee in there. See what happens. Yeah, actually, he's got a couple submissions himself. So maybe he is decent on the ground. It doesn't say like what kind of fighter he is, but I mean, four knockouts. He's been knocked out once. He has two submissions. Five um, ten though. That's kind of like Sean O'Malley at bantamweight. The tall guy. Yeah. Well, let's just hope he's, he's something. All right, up next in the light heavyweight division, we have Ed Herman going up against Gerald. This guy again, Mir, Mirshirat, Mirshirat, something like that. Yeah, and Gerald's a minus one eighty nine to win. You have two guys, two guys who are veterans of the sport. You have Gerald, who has about forty something fights under his belt, and. Ed about almost has 40 fights under his belt. So I don't know who's going to – I don't know what's going to happen here. But uh, Gerald lost his last fight at 250. You let me down. I picked him. And then Herman, uh, I I can't get his profile up, but – I can get it up. Um, He won his last two fights, but he lost the the three previous to that. Actually – yeah, he lost the, the three previous to that versus decent fighters, though, like uh, Krilov, Dalloway, and uh, Volante. But he really hasn't fought in a while, November 2019. So, I don't know. I feel – I don't know who's going to win this fight. Gerald, 
Gerald. I'm not, I, I don't know how to say his last name. Like, I really wish Gerald. I could. Let's call him Gerald. Big Gerald. But uh, uh, I'm going to say that he wins this fight because he did lose his last one, and he's he's doing that typical win one, lose one, lose one, yeah, win yeah, one, yeah, like that stuff. Golf first yeah. good guys, though. Yeah, so I'm just going to say that he's going to win this by second-round submission, rare naked choke. Yeah, both these guys have a combined, like, 40 wins by submission. So it's kind of, like, ridiculous. But I'm actually going to pick – I think they're both good on the ground. It says Herman's a striker, but he has 14 wins by submission. Usually strikers don't have 14 wins by submission. But um, I'd say I'm going with my boy Gerald. Last time I picked him, he got absolutely embarrassed in the first round, got knocked the gout. He got destroyed. I don't know why I picked him. But, you know, I'm just going to ride the Gerald train. I'm going Gerald by decision. Could be a very boring fight, but as long as Gerald wins, I'm fine. All right. All right, up next in the bantamweight division, we have Frankie Science going up against Jonathan Martinez. And Jonathan Martinez is a minus 200 to win this fight. Uh, honestly, Frankie Science is one of those veteran guys. Um, I like to pick against the veterans because I want the young guys to kind of like get in there. So like I kind of I'm rooting for the young guys. So, but I mean, Martinez lost his last fight via split decision. Has never been finished or anything, and he has six KO victories. You know what? I'm gonna take him by decision. Uh, but he could very well knock Signs out, or Signs could knock him out because Signs. Science has been knocked out three times and is 39 years old. You know what? I'm changing my Martinez prediction to a third-round KO. All right. I'm going to say Frankie Science by decision. I just hope he uh, – I mean, I don't mind these older guys, but when you're 39, if you win, it's not going to really do anything. Like, you're not going to be getting title shot. If Martinez wins, he's not in title shot contention, obviously, but he can just keep building up at, like, what is he, 26 years old. So, yeah. All right. Next in the middleweight division, we have Kevin Holland going up against Trevin Giles, and Kevin Holland is a minus two hundred to win. This is tough. Um, was Kevin Holland was one that knocked the guy out in like a minute, then he got scheduled for like a week later, then got hurt. Yeah, I think so because he was on the Overeem card recently. Yeah, he was on the Walt Harris. Yeah, over him. Yeah. He's not. I don't think he's ever fought in a pay-per-view. This man's been on, like, 10 straight fight games. Uh, <laughs> no, he has. He fought on a uh, pay-per-view. He fought at Dillashaw Garbrandt, too, back back yeah, in yeah. those days. Well, I, I don't know if it was on a, on the prelims or not, but... Yeah, it probably was. I mean, he's not... Definitely, because he, he came from the Dana White Contender Series. Yeah. Then came out, so... I think he was, Bell- he was at Bellator for one fight, so. Oh, he was. Yeah. I think this could be a good fight, but I mean, I lean Kevin Holland. He's got an unreal reach at middleweight, eighty-one inches. So I'm actually I'm hoping this can be an exciting card. Um, so I'm actually gonna go Kevin Holland by first round knockout. I think back to back fights he wins by first round knockout. Watch he'll get absolutely smoked. I'll second that comment. I'll say first round knockout. There we go. Watch Giles will freaking destroy him. Yeah, it's first round submission for Giles. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Up next we have Lando Veneta versus Bobby Green in the lightweight 
division, and Veneta is a minus 139 to win. Uh, not looking forward to this fight, if you want me to be brutally honest with you. Probably just going to shut the TV off and go to sleep <laughs> for this one. Bobby Green, he recently beat uh, Clay Guida, the Battle yeah. of the Old Fonts. But uh, I don't know. This fight's close because, like, Bobby Green, he's been around. He knows what he's doing. But I'm going to pick Venata, however you pronounce his name, by decision. I think there's going to be a boring fight, but I think he edges him by decision. But who knows? Yeah, I'll say Venata also by decision. It's just like you look at what Bobby Green's done in the UFC, and you're kind of surprised how he's still in the UFC. Because, yeah. sure, he, he won his first one, two, three, four, and then he lost three in a row. Then he drew the next one. He won one. Then he lost two. Now he's, he's won again. Yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like he's just going to lose again. Yeah. So I'll say by split decision, though, I think that he'll maybe snag around there. All right. Next, we have, a, we have a pretty decent one. We have in the welterweight division, Vincent Luque going up against Randy Brown. And Vincent Luque is a minus 189 to win. Do I be bold? You're going to say Brown? I don't know because I feel like Luque will probably win. But dead ass. I remember Randy Brown being – this is another guy from Dana White looking for a fight. I mean um, – like he's been around for a while. He's been around since 2016. Yeah. Honestly, oh, I don't know if I want to do it, but I'm going to do it. Randy, I'm picking Randy Brown in this fight. I'm going Randy Brown by decision. I'm going Randy. I, I think this goes the distance. If you're going to be bold, I think I'm going to be bold too. I mean, I look at Luke. I respect Luke, but, like, does, is he really that good? I don't know. I think maybe, maybe he is, right? Because you look at what he's done. He's done a lot. So, I don't know. That's This one's a tough one for me, though. Because I look at Rand, I look at Brown, I'm like, yeah, like, I think it's time for him that he starts doing – he starts pushing himself. Yeah. No, his biggest win so far is against Mickey Gall. Yeah, not a great win, but I mean – So, no, I'm going to say – I'm going to say Randy Brown by second-round submission. Yeah, Randy Brown, I mean, he's known for his submission. Or he's done a few submissions here and there. So, I honestly think it'll be a good fight. I just have it going the distance. I could definitely see either guy finishing it, but I'm, I just when I looked at this fight on paper, it's like I know Luke is a favorite, but I don't know. I just feel like Randy Brown, if he can use his reach and height and just kind of like, I feel like he could he should win this fight. But whatever, I guess we'll have to see. All right. The co-main event, we have in the women's flyweight division, we have the Scottish Joanne Calderwood going up against Jennifer Maya. And Calderwood is a minus 189 to win. Um, I don't got too much to say in this fight, if you want me to be brutally honest with you. I remember uh, Calderwood. I don't remember who she fought, but I remember being some – oh, yeah, uh, Cavillo and uh, Chahugan. She fought both of those. Uh, lost them, Jiraj, Laya. So she's got she's got a lot of good fighters. She she's got some good fighters that she's fought, but she's lost to most of them. But she has beaten Valeria Latorno, who I believe fought Joanna for a title. So yeah. 
Not saying that she necessarily deserved that title. Yeah, she she was also there for the beginning of Invicta. Yeah. She was there. She was on their third ever card. She fought there for a few years. Then she went to the Ultimate Fighter and won the finale. And then from then, she lost one, two, lost two, one, two, lost one, win one. So like, I think it's just that she needs to start picking up some wins. Yeah, she, she, yeah she, her last fight was... The Khabib Poirier fight. So it's been a while. It's been a minute. Yeah. I mean, I was looking at who she beat in the uh, Ultimate Fighter. I've never heard of a Sihi, Soy He Ham. I've never mm-hmm. heard of her. Yeah, I won't. Never. Uh, but, I mean, who knows? Uh, personally, though, I have uh, Calderwood winning by decision. I mean, I just think it's a safe call in a fight like this. We had, She's taking on Damian Maya. She's taking on Damian Maya. <laughs> Hopefully it won't be boring like Damian Maya's fights where he just gets on the ground and just drags his nuts on people. But uh no, I mean they both lost to Chihugan. That's one thing they have in common. So we They both were also in Invicta, so there's yeah. another thing they have in common. I'm surprised they haven't fought each other before. Yeah. But uh yeah, I'll say Joanna Calderwell by decision. Yeah, I think I think it's a safe call on that one. All right, now we're in the main event. We have middleweights here. We have old reliable Derek Brunson going up go. against Edmund Shabazian, 11-0 prospect. I mean, is he a prospect? I don't think so. I think he's moving up. But this I is his first. Fight, he kind of uh, gets out of that prospect realm. And he's yeah, in the- yeah, this is his biggest fight by far. You're talking about a guy who came through the contender series – at just one, uh, what is this? So one, two, three, four, five. Well, his seventh fight, he went into the contender series. He has a he had a bunch of potential there. He won in the first round by KO, and then he kept on going. Then he was then he was granted his ultimate fighter spot. Actually, that's what it was. He didn't get the automatic promotion to uh, MMR to UFC. He got the ultimate fighter. He went through the ultimate fighter and he won at the finale. And then he won again, then won again, and then won again. Yeah. I mean, his last three fights, he finished them all within the first round. I mean, all of his fights, except for the Ultimate Fighter finale, have finished in the first round. And they're all been by TKO and once by submission. Yeah. So this guy's a finisher. Yeah. I mean, this is a – it's not necessarily a tough fight for me to pick. I'm picking Edmund. There's really no uh, way around it. I'm not going by first round. I'm going by third round knockout. Because I think Derek Brunson's smart enough and probably to like kind of stay away from maybe the first couple rounds, not necessarily engage with him too much, kind of be a wimp maybe. But I think eventually Edmund just catches him and knocks him out. I, I don't really see Derek Brunson winning this fight. But, yeah, I mean – To be honest with you, I'm kind of done with Derek Brunson. Yeah, I'm done with him. Just, you, go back, you go back to his first fight against Chris Levin and he won by decision. And then, yeah. you fight, and then two fights later he lost to Yoel Romero in 2014. Yeah. I mean, he's he's like he's fought everyone, but there's no. He, Why he, is he? He's lost to Izzy, lost to Jacare, lost to Whitaker, lost to Anderson Silva, lost to Yoel Romero. I think that's just like that's the big one right there. He lost to Romero. <laughs> Granted, that was Romero a long time ago, but I will say he has decent wins on his record. Like um, Lorenz Larkin is good. Um, 
Ed Herman, eh, Sam Alvey, eh. Uriah Hall was there. Good. Machida is, was old, but he's also – Daniel Kelly, decent. I will say his last two wins are decent. Heinrich is pretty good. He knocked out our boy Gerald. Yeah. But, I mean, I just got Edmund, 22 years old, going against a 36-year-old. I mean, if he – honestly, I could see him knocking out Derek Brunson in the first round. Derek Brunson has been knocked out five times in his career, so it would not be a – Surprise. So I just think, give me Edmund by third round knockout. I just think he's going to, I really hope he wins. I'm pulling for I'm going to say Edmund by first round knockout. I think it's going to be later into the first round. I'm, I don't think it's going to be like 10 seconds into the first round and he's done. Like I think it's going to be a little feeling out. And then probably around the fourth minute of the first round, we're going to see the knockout. Yeah. Just, I, I don't feel think... like, I feel like Shabazi can really mess up this whole middleweight division even more than it already is messed up. Yeah, we get some guys that could be coming up in this division, hopefully. I'm hoping he's one and It's of already them. messed up now. Like, it's really just a big mess. Yeah. yeah I mean, we don't really Till, Adesanya, Paulo Costa. Like, who else? Uh, Whitaker. Whitaker, yeah, like everybody. I think we just got to kind of see what happens in that title fight before we kind of let everything else. Yeah. The, the loser of that fight, I mean, if we don't want to give – to be honest with you, no, I wouldn't say – I think if Costa loses that fight, maybe Till gets him. I know Till just lost, but I could see that fight happen. I don't think Whitaker should get Costa. I think he deserves a title fight, but that's just me. Is that all we got on this card? Yeah, I think that's really all on this one. It's not. I, it's not a complete card. Clearly, I mean, there's only. Nor like, is it. Nor is it that really good, but yeah. we'll take it. So uh, let's talk about some news around the fighting world here. So let's start. Let's, let's keep it in MMA. We'll start with the confirmation of Khabib versus Gaethje, and that's supposed to be. I I don't remember where it's supposed to, where it's supposed to go, but it's October, right? October twenty something. Yeah, I think it's something like that. So that's this is the fight that we've all been waiting for. Very excited for it. Yeah, this yeah is... October 24th. That's when it's set for. All right. So it's like a I week believe week. it's on Fight Island, but I don't know. Who knows at this point? I mean, we never, we don't even know where freaking next week's cards are going to be because you never know with this whole thing. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, this is a fight we kind of – we this was inevitable. It needed to happen. I and mean, it's kind of like the Ferguson – this is going to be depressing if this fight happens on the first try because – the whole Ferguson Khabib thing didn't happen about seven tries. So if this yeah. happens on the first try, it's gonna be like, oh, just it must have just been Khabib and Ferguson. They just never were meant to fight. They never meant to be. It's a good fight, though. I mean, like I was just going through Gaethje's like whole career. Like I think it was yesterday, or the day before, and like he's had an interesting career. Like he yeah. came in, he came in from the World Series of Fighting back when it was called the World Series of Fighting. He won that tournament, and then he got he granted he got granted the UFC spot, and he lost in his first two UFC fights, I think. Yeah, I remember him starting off not too not too great. And like he, like it was they were both good fights though. That's the thing. Like they were both like fight of the year contenders. It was crazy. Yeah. Like it was against. Uh, oh no, I got it wrong. So he did win his first fight against Michael Johnson after Michael Johnson spoke. All this crap, and it was a fight. Oh, I it was a, that fight. That was a banger, too. Yeah, that was a great one. It was a fight of the year, and then he lost to Eddie Alvarez and Dustin Poirier. Those are two respectable guys. Yeah, so. I know. they were both again like fight of the years. 
So like he like so you knew that you had something in him. You had this potential of this guy being like big. Like he was just losing. He lost two. Like usually when guys come in so hyped and they lose two in a row, it's not it doesn't look good for him. Like Johnny Walker. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, he had his first fight against Michael Johnson, who Michael Johnson talked all this crap about like Justin Gaethje being an inbred, like his mother and his brother had him or something. It was like yeah. it was really stupid. Justin's like, all right, I'm just going to knock you out. That's exactly what he did. <laughs> yep. And then Eddie Alvarez, very respectful opponent. He lost to in a fight of the year. Dustin Poirier, we all know Dustin Poirier now. We, yeah, he can, we all love yeah. Dustin Poirier. And then he came back, and the big one, the big win, the biggest win of his career is James Vick because this was make or break. If he loses this fight, we don't know where he does now, but he won it. And then he went out on to fight Edson Barboza, and he knocked him out in the first round. That's respectable. And Edson. then he did the same thing to Donald Cerrone. Yeah, and then... And then he got granted a title fight, or the interim title fight against Tony Ferguson, and he won. So I think now his potential is really starting to show. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about you beat Vic Barboza and Cerrone, who are all very dangerous guys. And you, you especially Edson Barboza, he's the type of guy that you never know what you're going to get with him because he could just throw a kick out of nowhere and knock your freaking teeth out. That's the thing about Barboza. He has some of the most impressive head kick knockouts I've ever seen. He's extremely good with that. So for Gaethje to be able to knock him out, I think is a big statement. But yeah, I agree. The Vic win and obviously the Ferguson win are the two biggest wins of his career to this point. I just think, I mean, clearly when we go into that fight, Khabib will probably be a decent favorite he's gonna be a favorite versus everyone he fights even if it was tony ferguson even if freaking usman came down he probably he'd probably still be the favorite um i, I mean we're looking at it now gaichi uh, he's he's been given the time he, he's known that he's gonna be fighting khabib for the longest of time so yeah. he's gonna be working on his takedown defense he's also gonna be working on his ground game he's good on the ground he's actually yeah, and he's, he's just known for his punching that's all yeah so I think that we're going to be – I think, like, I don't know. I feel like people will count Gaethje out very, like, easily, saying that, you know, he's not going to have it. But I, I believe in Gaethje. I believe that, like, I they're just listening to, to Justin Gaethje talk after he loses a fight, after he wins a fight. It's the same way. Yeah. He's just, he's just yeah. happy that he fought. Like, he's a very respectful guy. Like, I, love, I love listening to him talk, and I love watching him fight, so – yeah, it's, it's I'll very, be pushing for him to win. I think like this. I think we're talking about like maybe if he wins against Khabib, biggest, biggest like I don't. Even, would it be an upset? Like it would just be biggest win of all time. Probably. Yeah. Other than I mean, biggest upset is probably Matt Sarah knocking out GSP in the first round. Yeah, that's probably yeah. ah, you fuck. Yeah, freaking Jake. Jake doesn't like that so much. Yeah, I love that guy. The, when I was watching. Uh, Dana White looking for a fight a little replays. I just remember I remember him being funny, but watching them again is just like, oh my god, this guy's hilarious. <laughs> Nick the tooth. But yeah, but so we have that super fight being made, and then we have we have another super fight that was made. But yeah, this one's a <laughs> this one's a very different one. We have Mike Tyson going up against Roy Jones Jr. in eight rounds. <laughs> Dude, oh my god, I want to see the odds on this one. 
Honestly, hopefully this is actually free to watch because if I have to pay for it, I don't know if I will. Oh, I'll pay like it, 10 bucks at the most. We're going to have to pay for it. And you know what it's going to be? It ain't going to be 10 bucks. It's going to be fucking 80 bucks because <laughs> to watch two old spots hit each other. <laughs> you know what's the thing, though? Neither of them fight. Like, like if you watch them both hitting pads, they don't hit like old spots. So, I mean, I hope they don't They're do both any- in really good shape. I just hope they don't do any testing. Because, I mean, Mike Tyson is on something. There's no doubt about it. He, Ten years ago, he looked like a marshmallow. Now he looks like freaking Francis Ngannou. I mean, come on. Well, let's get real. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I don't know how to see this one. So, like, Mike Tyson, his whole career, like, I've been the guy who said that I like Mike Tyson. I like how he fights. But, like, he's not a really good boxer. He's just a really good puncher. He's, yeah. like, a, like, a likable Deontay Wilder. Yeah, I will say this, though. He is a bit better than Wilder technically. Um, when Mike Tyson's inside, he's a very good boxer. But you get him on the outside, he has no idea what the hell he's doing. Um, I will say he's a good technical boxer. I'd give him a level above um, Wilder. I just think that Tyson, when he gets in there against someone that's a higher level than him, it's just it shows. I mean, Holyfield, one time, obviously the fight got stopped because of the year. But the other time, Holyfield beat him. So it's kind of like... I feel like when he I feel like when he gets in there versus better boxers, he tends to struggle. But again, but, this is this is Mike Tyson at a different. This is like forty plus year old Mike Tyson going up against forty plus year old Roy Jones yeah. Jr. So we don't know what we're gonna expect. Roy's fifty one, I believe. Mike's fifty four. So I mean, wow. combined for one hundred and five years old over here. So I mean, Roy Jones. Uh, I'm I'm one of those guys that say Roy Jones in his prime was probably unstoppable like nobody yeah, one of the best primes ever if not the best and like he's fought recently too like yeah, three years i remember ago. he had his his retirement fight it was on the UFC fight pass wasn't it yeah it was like it was a weird is he has his own promotion that's the thing and he does like a combination of boxing mma and like wrestling yeah it's weird yeah so like he's fought recently i think he's i think he's i think when you compare both of them i like roy jones better as a fighter yeah. So I'm just going to – just early prediction, I'm just going to say Roy Jones wins this fight. Yeah. I mean, I'm split on this because – so people here, it's an exhibition. That doesn't necessarily mean that they're going easy. That just means that it's not on their record. That, yeah. That's what that's – so, I mean, I, that, that gives them any more of a chance to, like, not, like, do anything smart. Yeah. Just huck hands and at each other. No headgear. I heard the gloves will be big, but no headgear. So it's going to be, it's a professional, like it's, it's a professional level fight. If it was headgear, that's more amateur. Um, the big gloves, I mean, I don't know who, who I'd say that necessarily gives the edge. Roy Jones, we'll see how his reaction time is. You watch Mike Tyson hitting the pads though. That man's scary. Still like, like both these guys are scary, but you see Roy Jones on the pads. And he's still like crazy fast. That's the thing. Mike has good speed, but a lot of power. Roy Jones has that quick, and he's got, he always has good reflexes. That's the thing. Even at his older age, um, if it goes to a decision, I definitely got Roy. But if in some way Mike, like, catches him and then ends up getting stopped, then I have – I lean Roy Jones at this time. But with Mike Tyson, he might go, like – he might have, like, some crazy flashback where he's fighting, like, Frank Bruno or something and just knock Roy Jones into the next, like, world. You never know. <laughs> That guy is such a loose cannon, I feel, sometimes. He might go in there and kill him. I don't know. I'm, I'm just going to say right now, right? So, 2020 has been a horrible freaking year, right? 
we were supposed to have one major fight in Ferguson versus Khabib for like years, but this is the final year that it's never going to happen. This is the year that's telling us it's never going to happen. This yeah. fight is scheduled to happen, but I, I can almost guarantee it that one of them is going to get hurt. Honestly. You know what's the weirdest thing? You know, you always hear fantasy fight. Whoever th- would have thought we're going to see Roy Jones versus Mike fucking Tyson? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody. I mean, Roy Jones did fight at heavyweight at the end of his career, but he was naturally like a, a light hat, basically, even lower. Um, but that's it's crazy to think that we're going to see Mike Tyson versus Roy Jones, two of the biggest names in boxing ever. I mean, there's an argument. They're not the two greatest boxers ever, but name-wise, you hear Mike Tyson, Roy Jones Jr., those are Back huge. in the 90s? Like, think about that. Yeah. You said that if you said they were going to fight in the 90s, like you would have had like all of Times Square going to this fight. Yeah, I mean, it would have been one of the biggest fights ever, to be it honest. probably is now. Honestly, it's probably one of the biggest fights ever because there, has, there, <laughs> cause there really hasn't been anything to look forward to in this year. So I tell you, if they put a $10 buy, there's going to be, they're going to break a record for most buys. <laughs> but if they put a $60 buy, I don't know if that's worth it. Yeah, it's not going to look good. We'll have to see. But, uh, I mean, but is that all we got on news? Yeah, I mean, I don't really think there's anything else. Oh well, I mean, other than well, we got Stepe versus DC coming well, up. Oh yeah, that'll be that'll be a further episode. We can talk about yeah. that sooner rather than later. Oh well, one more thing, um, bantamweight. I I don't know what they're gonna do. Like I know Sterling. Everyone's saying he's the guy that deserves it, but Dana, the way he talks about, it, he doesn't know if he's giving Sterling the next title fight. That's such an interesting division. Yeah, honestly, it's a very messy division, just like the middleweight. Yeah, it's kind of like... You have so many guys that could maybe get the shot, but we don't know. It should be Aljamain Sterling, though. Yeah, you got Jan up here. You got uh, Aljo, obviously Cody, too. O'Malley's down there, but he could jump. Um, Sanhagen lost to Aljo, but he's still up there. If I wonder if maybe Dillashaw will ever come back, like when he comes back. <laughs> yeah, you know? I don't know. Dominic Cruz, you can never count him out. I know he lost to uh, Henry, but you can never count him out. And even if Henry comes back, he's probably going to come back. Let's be honest. He's going to fight. I wouldn't be surprised if you see him fighting Jan yeah. or Volkanovski. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think that's it, right? Yeah, that's all I got. All right. Well, thank you guys for watching another episode of the Championship Rounds podcast. Subscribe to this channel. Subscribe to the Apple uh, podcast feed. Till next time, I'm Rob. That's Nick. See ya. Peace.